0: Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. Today is May 17th and I'm replaying episode number 16 as I took some time off this week to be with family for Mother's Day and especially my 94 year old aunt Tanta Erica. So I hope you enjoy hearing Scott and me talk about comedy and laughter and listen for Scott's tips on where you can find laughter every day. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Scott Curtis, an aspiring comedian and host of the podcast Behind the Bits. Scott interviews comedians to dig deep and find out what makes them tick and how they ply their craft. Welcome, Scott. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Terry.
0: You're welcome. I'm really happy to have you. So tell us your story about how you got into comedy.
1: You know, I think we all experience this maybe at different ages, but, and maybe you can confirm this. As you get a little bit older, you get this uh, little bit of an existential crisis and you start thinking, is this it? Is this all I've got? And mine came right about the age, it was between 50 and 52. And my workplace, I've been with my workplace for almost 16 years now. The guy who was putting on the company party he uh, came up to me and said, "I would like for you to do stand-up comedy for the company party," and I said, "No, because I'm not a stand-up comic. You know, I am a cut-up and I make meetings interesting and stuff like that, but I'm not a stand-up <laughs> comic." And the funny thing is, is this guy, um, and I'll I'll give him a shout out. His name's Michael Dunlap. He's not a boomer. He's a millennial. He's a very young guy. But, uh, he kept at me, and about the third time he asked me, I came home and. I talked to my wife about it. I said, they're bugging me to do stand-up comedy at the company party. (laughs) And my wife, Lisa, of course, said, well, you know you want to do it. So... I said, "Okay, let's do it." So That's I went funny. back. She said, yeah.
0: "She knew that you wanted to do it." Oh so. yeah. She, yeah, she yeah yeah. That's good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we've been together a long time, and she knows I love stand up, <laughs> uh-huh. and she knows that I've always wanted to do it. So I did it. And uh, the funny thing is, is if if you know me, I'm not a very nervous guy. I things don't really phase me. But the morning of that company party, I woke up, and my wife said I had the biggest eyes. The <laughs> She had ever seen on me and I look like I was scared to death. And the funny thing is, this was when the uh, there was a big um, the Arctic blast year where the temperatures were below zero in Indiana for the record amount of time or whatever. Right. Well, Ugh. It was warming up and the temperatures were right around zero and we (laughs) live close to Lake Michigan. So I said, okay, I got to get outside the house. I got to get out. Let's go to Lake Michigan and take a look at the ice shelves because when Lake Michigan freezes, it looks like this space tundra you know it looks like you're on a moon or something like that so we went and did that (laughs) and that calmed me down and I went back to the party and I did fine it it was great I roasted all the people I work with and just had a great time and then after that I'm like okay well let's keep it up so I started doing (laughs) open mics and getting to know some of the stand-up comics and just kept really working on it and never really seriously you know it was more of a hobby Mm-hmm. But then I thought, you know, let's get a little bit more serious. And at the towards the end of last year, or I'm of 2019, I decided I'm going to put on my own shows and uh, put comics on and uh, get headliners and stuff like that. So I was actually rolling along pretty good for a while there. And mm-hmm. then the pandemic hit, and here we are talking on Zoom.
0: <laughs> there you go. I know, <laughs> isn't it? Everyone's talking on Zoom now. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so would you encourage other boomers who are thinking about it to give open mic a try
1: well i would i would encourage any boomer who is thinking about anything to just do it just do I, it I, right. I, th- I think you get into this this i i guess it's just a um a rut where you you, you just kind of get up, do your thing, go to bed, watch TV, whatever, and and that's where it you know it starts creeping in. And, you know, is this all? Is this all I get? And if you want to do something, if it's been a dream of yours, and you think you're too old, that's wrong. Because there's people a lot older than me that have started stand up, uh, and I thought I was the oldest when I was fifty two, <laughs> and there there's a lot a lot older ones than me, but. If you want to do it, the first thing you got to do is just get on stage your first time. Don't worry about being funny. You know, get your five minutes or three minutes or whatever they allow you. Uh, don't worry about being funny. Watch it a couple times before you go up and just go up and do it. If you suck, you got to know everybody else sucks, too. So... <laughs> You're, you're, you're one of 20 people who sucks. So who cares? Nobody's going to remember you in the morning and just go home. The only thing I recommend is if you're going to do your first open mic, just don't invite everybody that you know to go see it. <laughs> just go advice. by yourself, go up and do it and get a few right. under your belt before you invite your friends in.
0: Good advice. Good advice. (laughs) And then you won't be as nervous either. Once your friends are there. Oh, so you really need a couple under your belt first.
1: Yeah. And you'll really find that there's a, almost every city that has, you know, like a hundred thousand people or more has Mm -hmm. some sort of a comedy scene. There's, there's comedians there and they tend to be really supportive and really nice. I mean, everybody in my scene was quite a bit younger than me, except for one guy is about my age. And, you know, they took me in and were nice to me and, you know, helped me with my jokes and all that kind of stuff. And I made new friends. So, you know, I get to do what I wanted to do, the comedy, and then I make new right. friends. So it's a win-win.
0: It is a win-win. That's great. And I know I'm in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, which is like an hour north of Philly. And mm-hmm. we've got an open mic com- comedy comedy place so so yeah yeah. and Doylestown's not huge but we've got one I'm sure there's several in Philly so Uh, oh yeah (laughs) so I'm sure (laughs) there's a lot of places you can go if you want to do it give it a try just get out there and do it
1: yeah it's it really changed a lot of things for me because you know I you get grumpy when you get in those ruts. And, you know, I wasn't exactly fun to be around. I've been with my wife for 37 years and she was getting tired of me being so grumpy and it makes me happier. I've got something to look forward to. You know, even if I'm not able to do in-person comedy right now, I can still do zoom stuff. And I, I do that once in a while, not as much as a lot of people because it's not as fun, but I still do it and Mm -hmm. uh, still write. So If you've got something that you need to do every day, if you put a deadline on yourself, then that makes things better for you. If it's comedy, that's great. If you want to learn how to play guitar or trombone or whatever you want to learn, it's you can still do
0: it. Absolutely. You can write a book. You know, there's just so many new things to learn. Keep learning. Yeah. One of my other interviewees way back in the beginning, Mike Vader, he says this constantly. Keep learning, keep learning. The day mm-hmm. you stop learning is the day you die. Yeah. And, and I've heard that from people in their 80s and 90s. They yeah. say the same thing because it's exciting to learn new things. Mm-hmm. It's just well, there's
1: it, a it's funny. There's a sports quote, and I don't remember who did this because I'm not a sporty guy, but we use this at work a lot of time. And I I apply it to my life and I apply it to everything I do. And he said, the problem with a lot of teams is they play not to lose instead of playing to win. Mm-hmm. And if you play not to lose, then you're going to be that person that's sitting at home watching TV, wondering what else you could be doing and what else is left in life. If you play to win, then you go after it. So here here I am, somebody who doesn't like sports at all, using a sports analogy for what you should do in life.
0: <laughs> but it's so true because just taking that first step and, you know, you're meeting a lot of new people, making a lot of new friends. That's mm-hmm. the hardest thing for older people sometimes, I think. Oh, yeah. Making new friends. So yeah. Go out and do something different, and you'll have a whole new area of friends to have, like podcasting. I have a lot of podcasting friends now. It's great. Mm -hmm. I love it.
1: Yeah. And you gain a new perspective talking to new people. You know, and younger people, you know, these people are younger than my kids, a lot of them. So, you know, I'm getting (laughs) an even different perspective than I got from my kids.
0: Right. Right. Well, I'm talking to older people, so, but still everyone has a different perspective. And there's some yep. that are just really, really, they've got some great ideas on how to stay active, how to stay engaged and stay young. And that's the thing. You can't if you think you're going to live long, if you're sitting on the couch every day, that's mm-hmm. not happening. It's right. not happening. <laughs> you really have to be out there exercising, yep. staying engaged, keeping your mind going, all of it, or you will mm-hmm. not live to be 90 or 100.
1: Yep. Yep. that's so. and that's uh so true and that's you know that that's just a fact that you know when you get to a certain age you you see your your friends start to pass away. Yeah. And you you look at you look at how they lived and you kind of know why. And uh so you know I don't want to be that person. You know, so right. do, doing the stand up I absolutely love it and then getting into the podcast was another big step but that that was fantastic as well.
0: Yeah. So you took two new different routes, which is great. Yeah. Podcasting and comedy, you get, you know, just two different perspectives and yeah. that's great.
1: Yeah, it was great. I started out doing a local podcast here in, and I call it Michiana people because I'm right by Michigan and we call this area Michiana. And mm-hmm. I talk to people all over, you know, lower Michigan, Northern Indiana. And I talk to artists and musicians, people who own businesses, just just people who were inspiring. And I did that for about five years before um, I stopped doing that. And that, you know, I got a nice little following for that. And I learned a lot about podcasting. And the nice thing is, is if, you know, learning about podcasting, you almost have to do it to learn about it, and uh, I so do, I brought everything I, <laughs> <laughs> I I learned. I brought everything I learned into the podcast I do now, which is behind the bits, and it, it made it a little bit easier. But we're all still learning in comedy and in podcasting. You have to be a perpetual student
0: you do and it's changing as we go literally every day yeah. so you do have to be a student and i guess yeah. the equipment's changing too although i'm so new i wouldn't know about that as much but
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm sure i'll see a lot of changes over time
1: oh yeah 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 they they do a lot of stuff to make it easier but it costs a lot of money
0: <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> So you've interviewed a lot of uh, comedians and I think comedians have a dark side to them. A lot of them. So just talking to so many, why do you think they're so compelled to make other people laugh?
1: You know, I feel like I talk about comedians. I always say there's something missing in all of us. Mm -hmm. And, and the thing that may be missing is, uh, you know, happiness. Uh, A lot of people, a lot of us are depressed. A lot of us, have anxiety, you know, just different issues. They, you know, the, their parents were at the best and stuff like that. So they, they've got some sort of an issue and they found out sometime in life that using humor made it better for both them and the people around them. And they, a lot of them turned it into a career. And it's good in the fact that they are, they have an outlet. And some comedians are very, you know, open about the fact that they, you know, that they have depression and stuff like that. You know, like my comedy, that, I don't talk about that at all. Right. And, <laughs> but, and you don't have to, but no. some people are very open about it. But the nice thing is it's an outlet. And even if you feel really lousy for 23 hours in a day, when you're on stage for an hour, you at least feel good during that time. So, you know, that's, that that's a really big plus for being a comedian and, you know, it's, we're kindred spirits. Since something's missing in all of us, we, we kind of fill in that void for each other by just being friends, you know?
0: Right. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And I've heard a lot of comedians are depressed. Robin Williams, we didn't know about that for years, but you know, once once he killed himself, then it was a big thing. Like he's yeah. been depressed for many many years and he was such a huge comedian that everybody loved. Yeah. But, you know, and you feel bad that it was that bad of a depression, but it's there for a lot of people, so
1: Yeah, and, you know, Having having that kind of an outlet and being able to do what I consider to be the hardest performing art there is, you know, stand-up comedy, there's, there's nothing that's harder than that. <laughs> no, and, it's tough,
0: it's tough. You
1: know, yeah, being able to do that helps a lot of
0: people. Yeah, that's true, because laughter is so important. So do you try and make laughter a part of every day? Because it's important for us to laugh, and I don't think we laugh enough.
1: Yeah, I do. I actually, so... I try not to think about stand-up comedy too much in the mornings. You know, I try to, it, it's funny because once you start doing stand-up, you, your brain is on a hundred percent looking for material. And, <laughs> I <can> and, imagine. <laughs> and and that's tiring. I mean, it really, it can wear you out. And so, you know, I try to turn my brain off. I don't, I, t- I try not to think about the podcast or, comedy in the morning hours up until you know 10 or 11 Mm -hmm. and you know you know when you get old you get up early so that's a lot of hours and and
0: (laughs) i guess i'm not old yet because i'm not an early riser yet oh okay i'm still (laughs) up late i'm up till 12 or 1 a.m and then yeah i'm not an early riser. (laughs) (laughs) well but i've heard that that happens (laughs) I,
1: i just don't need as much sleep as i used to so you know that's a lot of hours so i try to you know just keep things calm and then You know, I always try to find a clip or two on YouTube of uh, comedians that I'm scouting for the podcast and just try to get to know them a little bit better. And then when I book somebody, I'm looking Mm -hmm. at a whole bunch of stuff. If they've got anything out there, I'm just devouring everything they have. And the funny thing is, is you get a little bit jaded when you do comedy and you don't laugh as easily because, you know. you, you, you kind of it's almost like a magician you kind of know the trick right uh, and <laughs> and uh you know that's you know set up punch or set up in three punches or whatever whatever it is right. and right. so you kind of know what's coming but every once in a while i get these people that you know they're not necessarily famous they really surprise me and you oh. know and then i i get guys uh, that are putting albums out and i listen through the the album and i'm like you know this is really good stuff they should be more famous than they are, but they're not. And, uh, at least I laughed. So yeah, I do. I do a lot of research and in that I learned, learned to laugh quite a bit.
0: So that sounds like good advice for people who feel like they're sad. They don't have friends anymore. They're sitting home alone. Get your computer out and look up comedians and listen to them Yes. Yeah. They could make you laugh. And yep. I, I just didn't even think of that as being a way to look for something to make me laugh every day. That's really yeah. good advice.
1: And if you're nostalgic, you all the old stuff's out there too. I mean, yep. you you can you can see, you know, I'm a big Dean Martin fan. All the Dean Martin roasts are out there on YouTube and stuff yep. like that. So you can you can get nostalgic and watch Don Rickles. Tearing the Ronald Reagan or whatever, you know?
0: That's true. And that's, and I laughed at it back then. It would be great to listen again. You're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The whole Carol Burnett show, I think, is on Amazon or one of those streaming services. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. It's really
0: funny. And it's, now that I listened to Carol Burnett again, it's so different. Like when I saw it the first time, and and let me tell you, it seems like they go for long periods without commercials. Where right yeah. now, it's horrible. You're watching a show and it's like 5 minutes, commercial 5 minutes, yeah. another 5 minutes, commercial 10 minutes. I mean, it just yeah. seems like all commercials, but the Carol Burnett show, there weren't as many. So yeah. you're getting these big long clips and it's a different type. I look back at it and go, wow, I don't think it would work today. I don't know that it would, but it's yeah. funny. It's funny stuff. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I was in love with Vic- Vicki Lawrence, too.
0: She's a cutie. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: and she just got that job by accident. They had a um, Carol Burnett lookalike contest and yeah. she won. Yeah. And then Carol she... invited her on the program. And then yeah. she goes, she's really good. I'm going to keep her.
1: <laughs> yeah, she didn't even want to be a comic. She wanted to be a singer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Pretty amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so what other comics do you really really like?
1: The guy I had on the show for my first episode is Tom Dreesen and he is one of the original comics at the comedy store in LA and he actually worked as Frank Sinatra's opener for 15 years. Oh. And I saw him for the first time. I was just a kid. I saw him on Mike Douglas uh, after school (laughs) and he did a joke that made me laugh. I'm not going to even try to paraphrase it because I always get it wrong and he always corrects me, but, uh, (laughs) He, he did a joke about drugs and how he doesn't do drugs and all that kind of stuff. And I fell in love with him. And you know what you did back then when you like somebody, you got the TV guide out and you just started reading through <laughs> the TV guide to find out when they're going to be on. So right. I watched him on Mike Douglas, Dinah Shore, Merv Griffin, Carson, And then when Letterman started, he did Letterman because him and Letterman are best friends. So I got into him. I obviously got into Letterman then. I watched Letterman religiously uh, when his show came out. And uh, Steve Martin, who's a different, you know, obviously different type of comic. I loved him, had all his albums. And then, you know, coming up, uh, people like Emo Phillips and old you know, even Phyllis Diller, I mean, she was, she was just nuts. And I, she I was nuts.
0: I remember her. And did yeah. she start later in life? I have yeah, a, little, feeling. a
1: little bit, I think in her forties. Yeah.
0: yeah. We thought she was older cause you yeah. know, we were young kids then. I yeah. thought she looked a lot older than me, but yeah, you're right. But she was and good. Paula
1: Poundstone, you know, you know she's, she's, a, she's a little bit closer in age to me, but you know, when I discovered her, I thought she was the best. Yeah. She yeah. is
0: good she's good. How about Saturday Night Live? Now they do skits, which again is a different type of comedy. Mm. That's kind of hard too, but yeah.
1: Yeah. It's funny about the it's about 50 50 on Saturday Night Live. A lot of them come from stand-up, and a lot of them come from improv. Mm -hmm. And I I've been a fan of Saturday Night Live since it started and uh, absolutely loved it through the 70s and 80s. In the 90s, I was raising kids and I didn't even think about it. And and, (laughs) you're busy. You're
0: busy. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And then I came back to it in the 2000s and I just didn't, it it didn't click with me because, you know, it's it's, different. It's it's a different type of humor. Yeah. But, you know, there are, you know, there are some episodes that are just great. Chris Farley was great. You know, Will Farrell was great. And some of the stuff they do now is really good. Kate McKinnon is excellent. An excellent cast member, and she's going to be a breakout star. So what they do is great. I feel like I'm maybe a little old for it. But you know, if somebody says this skit was good, or this episode was good, I'll go back and watch it. And Uh sometimes it is. But I'm I'm not, I'm not like uh, religious about it. Like I used to be, you know, I used to watch it every Saturday.
0: Well, and you know, back then, there wasn't a lot of other programming to watch. Right. Now, there's so much out there. Yeah. You have so many choices that, unless you really love it, you're not. But back in yeah. the day, remember, everyone was watching um, Ed Sullivan on Sunday night. Oh, everyone yeah. was watching Bonanza. Everyone mm-hmm. was watching the same shows. Now, yeah. you don't have to watch it at the same time. Right. You can tape it, and the choices are just unlimited. So, oh, yeah. it just cuts down. Like, the big stations aren't getting as many people watching anymore. Yeah. Before – that's all we had. Yeah. And we watched it. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. with Carol Burnett, like she was one of the big stations, everyone was watching her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. My wife and I, you know, people recommend stuff to us. And it used to be when you talk about the Bonanza Age and gun smoke and stuff like that, that's all you had. <laughs> Yeah. It, you know, it's, yeah. it's all you had, but now somebody will recommend something to us and we'll watch 10 minutes of it. And if we don't like it, we're like, okay, that's out, you know, yep. cause there's, there's a hundred thousand more shows we can find. So we're not going to waste our time on it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember the rifleman. Oh, my sister oh, was Chuck
1: Connors, yeah. in
0: love with the young, with the son. Yeah. But Chuck Connors yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The rifleman was so many good shows, so many yeah. really good shows.
1: He uh one of their episodes he had Sammy Davis Jr as a gunfighter on one episode. That was that was a good episode.
0: I bet I bet <laughs> I love Sammy Davis Jr. I loved yeah. him in all the movies he made. I liked Frank Sinatra. Some people said he wasn't that good an actor. I thought he was fine. I enjoyed all his movies. Oh yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, we're getting back to all this nostalgia, but that's yeah, what I us know. boomers like to hear. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll have to uh, find some new comedians that we enjoy. And I'm sure there's some out there, but again, we just have to be a little bit more, uh, I don't know what the word is, but just go out there and look for things, look on YouTube, pull up comedy and and we'll, maybe we'll get to know some new favorites.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny when I, (laughs) yeah. It's funny when I started doing stand up I was looking for because my stuff is pretty I mean I'm super clean and I'm I'm kind of like a Ray Romano I talk about family and and stupid things I do and right. and that type of stuff but I was looking for this hook that I could get young people to pay attention because audiences are usually you know 50/50 some of them are you know 40 on up and some of them are 25 on down mm-hmm. and getting getting them to pay attention to a 56 year old up on stage can be tough sometimes so i started uh, learning new words i started instead of referring to my wife as my wife i call her my my bay my boo and my shorty <laughs> and and you, let rhyme. me tell you when When those words come out of my mouth, young people are like this. They're like, oh, holy cow, who is this guy? And then I just, I I try to insert a few words Uh like haters and stuff like that in there into every time I go up Mm -hmm. and that, you know, the older people, some of them that goes right over their head, but the idea of the joke stays there. And then the younger people are like, holy cow, he said that. And it's a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) It is. They have a whole different language. You're true. Yeah, you're true. Yeah, and and they'd like to go to us. Okay, boomers.
1: Yeah, you know, like
0: oh, <laughs> boomers. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be around for a while, so you're gonna have to put up with us. Sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. They fixed medicine, so we're gonna live longer. That's yeah. right, they did.
0: <laughs> We need a new hip. We got one. We need a new knee. We've got one. Whatever you need, they can fix. Cataracts, they operate on them. Like, so we will be around for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt.
0: Oh, so funny. And, you know, I remember being young and thinking that, you know, anyone 40 and older was just like, oh, ancient. Oh, yeah. And so I understand where they're coming from. You just don't get it. Mm. But, you know, down the road, they'll be where we are and they'll get it then. Yeah. (laughs) So is there anything else you wanted to bring up about comedy or some of the people you interviewed? Anything else you wanted to share with us?
1: You know, on the on the podcast behind the bits, I I use it as a teaching podcast where I'm learning and I record it and everybody else that listens can learn. And yeah, you know, I don't I've got I've got some. Personal favorite episodes because I really have connected with some of the people I've talked to and became friends with them. Mm-hmm. But every episode is different, and and just like every comedian is different, you get a new perspective. And I I feel like it's really becoming a nice compendium of knowledge that every episode you listen to, you can learn. And if you want to, if you don't want to be a comic, that's cool. But if you right. want to learn, if you want to pull the curtain back and find out the uh, the way the trick's done. Uh, by a magician. Right. It's a really good podcast to listen to. So I'm I'm very passionate about doing that, and I've talked to some really really great people that just you know they throw they throw out the knowledge. And the funny thing about comedians is once you get them on a subject that they're interested in, I, you don't have to talk anymore because they'll take it for the <laughs> rest of the hour. So
0: that's great. <laughs> Makes it easy for you. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So that's good. So people can go and listen to your podcast and just learn more. And that's it. Just learn something new. Even if you Mm -hmm. never want to use it, it's still interesting. I listened to several of your podcasts, and they're they're great. They're very interesting. So we'll Well, throw that out there for boomers who you know just you're a little bit bored. We're at home with COVID. Just put on a podcast yeah. and you know, like I have my podcast on my website cause I'm mm. trying to make it easy. Cause if someone's 75 or 80, they might not know how to go to Apple podcasts. Yeah. The yeah. Little, they might not have a smartphone, but so they can go to kick-ass boomers and get all my podcasts. Mm. But you know, it's, we need to get with it. We need to learn where to go and how to get the podcast. They're everywhere. Yeah. Apple, Spotify, Google. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just go to so many different platforms yep. and then you just put the name in that you want, you search and it'll pop up. Yep. So, I mean, I'll have the name of your podcast in my show notes to make it easier with a link. They can just go to the show notes, link to your podcast and start listening. I mean, it's just something different, interesting. It yep. just makes life more interesting when you're learning something new.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy doing it.
0: Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. So, and
1: I'm glad you did this. I mean, with a name like kick-ass boomers, when I, when I heard about (laughs) this podcast, I'm like, okay, this is, this is something I got to check out. And, you know, I like what you're doing because, you know, you can talk to anybody that's, you know, over, over the age of 56 and we're in the boomer category and a lot of us are doing good things and, and you found some really good ones and I appreciate what you're doing. It's a lot of work.
0: I know, I know. (laughs) It is a lot of work. Yeah. But I'm learning and I'm excited. I love doing it. I'm always a little bit nervous before I start. But then yeah. as soon as I start, the nerves calm down and I'm fine. Yeah. Um. But that's good. That's good for you, I think, to be a little bit nervous. Yeah. And oh, it, yeah. You know, uh, so it makes it's you just, feel alive. It does. It does. Yeah. And I'm excited when I know I have a podcast to record that day. I'm excited all day long. I'm getting ready. I'm taking my notes. And it it does. It really does keep you alive. So if mm. it's not a podcast, you want to do write a book try and be a stand-up comedian tap dance I mean there's so many things you can learn to do music mm-hmm. you just learn learn to play an instrument yeah. um, if you used to play Bring it up and play again. Yeah. You know, maybe go on open mic night for guitar night or whatever. My brother does mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So you know, there's just so many things you can do. Don't sit at home and be lonely and mm-hmm. and and just sit on the couch. It's not good. Don't just sit around watching TV. And podcasts you can listen to while you're out walking, which is great. So now yeah. you're learning and you're walking. Yeah, too. it's exercise. <laughs> sli- yeah, you're killing two birds with one stone. So yeah. you know it just i think it's great so yeah. and i look for different people so i was glad that you popped up because i wasn't having any luck finding a comedian so <laughs> then when we were on a podcast together um that podcast connection i think it was uh, yeah. where you popped up and i'm like oh look at that there is a podcast there's so many podcasts out there it's really hard to know it
1: really is yeah who's
0: out there and who isn't yeah. it really is hard when i first started i tried to search just boomer podcast out there but mm-hmm. i didn't find a lot of them but the more i'm doing this the more i'm finding there's a Mm. lot of other boomer podcasts out there not exactly like mine i'm out there to inspire people i Mm. just want to get only inspiring people on and inspire the people that are just sitting at home to get out and do something yeah so that's my mission so well, good. Well, thank you for being my guest today. I really appreciate it. And I hope that my audience does take advantage and listen to your podcast. And then also go on YouTube and find some comedians and laugh a little bit more every day because we really yeah. need that. We if really... nothing
1: else, just laugh because just laugh. that is a definite healer that definitely does good stuff for you. And laughing every day is very important.
0: Absolutely. And I think we all take ourselves way too seriously. It's just with all the news and all it depresses us and it, it makes us just, we just take ourselves too seriously. Start laughing, start Mm. laughing, laugh at everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So thank you, Scott. It was great having you and uh, thank you very much.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I had a good time. Thanks, Terry.
0: Great. I'm glad. Thank you.